Welcome to Punk Frockers, a community sewing podcast brought to you by Jenny Hassler and Beverly Baptiste. Beverly, how are you? I'm doing great, Jenny. How are you? I am doing great. I'm I'm really excited to be here. I love getting the opportunity to chat with you about sewing. Me too. And I'm really excited about December's theme. That's amazing. I am I'm iffier about it. So I'm really excited <laughs> to find out how I can be more excited about it. Okay. Um, but we should just start with sponsors. This month, uh, I'm going to be sponsoring again because I, of course, have been doing nothing but making little bags. <laughs> and, and I'm going to throw some of my labels in them so you can have your very own selection of fuck flattering labels and other types of labels that I'll put in a cute little zipper bag for you. So I think that'll be an exciting gift. What else do we have? We also have labels from Punk Frockers. Oh my God, that's so exciting. (laughs) um, This is exciting. This is something that um, may show up in a gift for our Patreon subscribers, maybe, and maybe for sale later. So this is a gift from Punk Frockers that we're going to be giving away this month. It's a mystery. You'll find out when you get them. You'll see it when you get it. So that'll give us a little bit more time to, you know, get the gift out to us subscribers. Very, very exciting. Yes. Um, So we appreciate you. Uh, We'll mention it at the end of the show. But again, if you'd like to sponsor Punk Frockers, please reach out. We'd love to have you. That's right. Okay. So what have you been working on? Okay. So I finished up a bunch of stuff for my Maker's Mart. And I feel really successful about what I've been doing for that. But the other thing I've done is I think, I think, I think I'm finally on the actual final version of the Orion dress, which is the dress I've been designing so that I can sew it up and sell the finished dress to people. There is no pattern that will be available out of this. It's just (laughs) the patterns for me, the dress is for you. Um, But I made one out of uh, a beautiful pink Um, linen cotton blend that I got somewhere that I can't remember right now, honestly. Um, But it's like Pepto-Bismol pink. It is like so, so pink, which is, if you think about my wardrobe, not really my color. (laughs) It's not a common (laughs) one, but it was such a good buy. And I got so much of it. I was definitely able to do this great version of it, which has beautiful puff sleeves and a two-tiered skirt and it's it's just swishy and fun and amazing and it's on my my feed so folks can go and look at it i love it i love it and having really settled on that orion name and i've started way ahead of the curve um designing what that's going to look like on the pattern that i print for me to be able to make this dress and i'm (laughs) i'm so excited by all of this so that's a big thing i've done the other thing i did is now that i finalized that dress I made my Mrs. Claus base dress because I'm going to be Mrs. Claus in December at a fundraising event that lasts for like seven nights. Oh my so, gosh. Ah, so exciting. So, <laughs> so you're making your own outfit? I am. So the advertisement, which was put out by a friend of mine that I just adore, but the advertisement said, basically, are, are you fluffy and cheerful? And I thought, well, <laughs> I don't know if that's me or not, but I'm going to try. Would you like to be Mrs. Claus for seven nights in December? And I, I immediately put pick me at the same time that several friends were going, oh my God, pick Jenny. <laughs> and oh, I thought, oh, that's so good. So 
I'm very excited. I'm going to be in a room that looks like my kitchen as if I'm baking, which they Uh don't have to know I can't do. Um, (laughs) And families come through, they pay a fee to go to a series of Winterland scenes. Uh And um, when they come in, there will be Play-Doh for the kids to make Play-Doh cookies out of and things like that. And I can either tell a story or I can answer questions and walk around and be grandmotherly while I'm like, oh, hi, they're going to, they're going to get me a wig. Um, (laughs) Mrs. Claus vibe hair wise. Um, But yeah, when, when they picked me, I didn't even ask if they had a costume that was going to fit me because I didn't, honestly, I didn't want to go through any of that psychic trauma. So I went with, Hey, do you mind if I make my own? And they said, Oh my God, no problem. We'll give you money to pay for fabric. And so I went out and bought some of the crimson aisle 19 linen, because if I'm going to do this, I want a fabric I'll go back and use. And I bought a bunch of fun fur, which I'm going to, I'm going to basically I'm going to sew to the the bottom of the skirt and the bottom of the sleeve, mm-hmm. and I'm going to add a little collar with it. Um, but I'm going to sew them on in like five millimeter stitches so that I can later remove them mm-hmm. and still have my beautiful red dress. And nice. I'm, I'm really excited by this idea. Um, I've got little... Ugg boots that I'm going to put white trim around the top of. I know Mrs. Claus doesn't have to wear the black boots with the trim, but I think it works. Yeah. So I'm going to do that. And I've got my red heart glasses, which I will probably wear, but I also have green glasses with gems on them, which I can wear. And so I'm super excited about all of this. I've got big, deep pockets. So I'm going to go out and look for like stickers I could give away or something like that. That would be really cheap because thousands of people will go through this several hundred a night. Wow. Um, So I need something that's affordable, right? That I could give to everybody and is affordable and you don't have to worry about allergens or anything else. So like temporary Santa Claus tattoos or something like that. But I'm, I'm super duper excited because I'm going to be Mrs. Claus. That's so amazing. (laughs) I mean, I'm so amazed at you because I would never in a million years want to be around that many people. I think you are you're just so great. Um, I, I, you know, lots about it is really scary to me, but I've, for years, I've wanted to dip my toe into something that's sort of acting related. Oh, and nice. this is low pressure, no script, yes. mm-hmm. <laughs> just be fun and upbeat and adorable Mrs. Claus. And I can totally do that. And that hopefully will take care of all of my need for anything vaguely acting based. And I can then, I can just be Mrs. Claus every year until I move. That's awesome. That's that's just really sweet. It's really sweet. So I'm super Um, excited about it, but I finished the base dress. Now I've got, my fur is just staring at me and waiting for me to make the horrifying mess of cutting it all up and then attaching it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But that's it. Okay. Well, so, I have been, uh, I worked on my hinterland, the creative hinterland class. I worked on yeah. the number six of the hinterland hacks and what they have you do on this one is they change a set in sleeve to a grown on sleeve. Oh, that's and- your favorite. <laughs> <laughs> And they have you do flounces at the bottom of the sleeve and the bottom of the skirt. And then you move the dart into ease. Okay. Dart into ease and grown on sleeves are not things I like. So I'm, I did the adjustments and I, you know, just to learn how they do them. 
And then I just didn't even make a twelve of it because I know that it's not for you. Yeah, it's not for me, and I I just don't want. I I'm not going to waste the fabric. I'm not going to waste muslin fabric on it. I just don't want to do something that's going to for sure have this fold at the armpit. I don't like that. So um, I made my own, and so instead of putting the dart into ease, I put I made the dart at the bottom. Yeah. You rotated it. Cool. Yeah. The only thing that I don't like is for some reason, the dart, the dart points aren't sitting nicely. Okay. Um, And I don't know. I'm going to ask the teacher about that, but I use this fabric, this Navy fabric that I got from core fabrics. Mm -hmm. It's the textured cotton, which they're probably out of. They sell out of it right away. (laughs) It's, but it's really nice fabric and I love it because it's easy to work with everything and, you know, and the flounces came out so cute and uh, I really like it, except for that one part in the, I might, I might, I like it enough that I think I'll pull off the skirt and fix, fix the bodice. Okay. Um, and I think I'm just going to ask the teacher. And I also have some books that I can refer to. Maybe there's a way, like when I do my um, darts, I usually like curve into the point so that it's not yeah. making a big point. I don't know. It, it's just not sitting right. I, I don't know why. So I got some questions. Okay. Um, One of them is just starting with, I want to remember, a flounce is like a circle skirt for your arms, right? Yes. Okay. And for the bottom of the skirt. Yeah. So the bottom of the skirt, circle skirt, seems more complicated to me. Like it would be, like it would take a different amount of effort to make that a thing. So here's what you do with both of them to make Okay. You start with... You know, however wide you want your flounce to be. So let's say it's four inches wide. Okay. So wide do you mean depth from yeah. the waistband to the hem? Yes. Sorry. No. A circle skirt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. 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 Exactly. That. <laughs> okay. So the the length that you're adding on to either the um, okay, the skirt or the sleeves, you Got take it. that and it's a, just a rectangle that matches exactly the hemline. Okay, I'm so confused, but keep going. You start with just a rectangle that matches that hemline because it needs okay. you're going to sew it on there and so it needs to match that length. Right. Okay. Then what you do is in you divide it up into different portions, but let's just say for the sake of it every 2 every 2 inches, you make a line and you cut up to the top and leave a hinge point. Oh, we're on paper. Yes. I'm awesome, sorry. Because on paper. I thought we were cutting fabric and I'm like, but Beverly, that's no. just a band. No, <laughs> we don't. We don't cut the fabric until we do the paper. Got so, it. so it's paper. I'm yes, good. On paper, we cut every two inches and we make a hinge point and then you add in however much, you know, it depends on how much volume you want to add. If you want to add, you know, like an inch between or like on the flounce, she liked to add two inches between. That's a lot of flounce. But you add in between those and you kind of and then um, you have to do it on another piece of paper so that there's something behind it. And then you kind of just smooth out the curve with yeah. a with a curved ruler and um yeah. And then uh, get that curve nice. Then you cut it out and it makes a weird shape, of course, like, you know, spiraling yeah. around. Um, depending on how long yours is and how much flounce you add, you may have to piece it. 
Um, but in mine, I didn't have to, I, um, I I could cut it on the fold for the skirt and it was just really curly thing. And then I sewed it on and it looks so cute. Okay. So some more questions now. Okay. Is this out of a knit fabric or a woven fabric? Woven. So you are hemming it? Oh, yes. So, um, yes, the hem of it, um, and it's, it's a little bit tricky to hem, but the way that I did it was that I surged the edges yeah. and just um, flipped the serge over yeah. and hem that way. Um, I think she used a rolled foot, rolled hem foot. Yeah. Do you, uh-huh, when you do the surging, for me, when I do it, I, I change it so it's slightly gathering it. I didn't because I just, um, if I was going to do an actual decent size hem, then I would have, but it's fine with just, when you're just turning okay. the hem under, I didn't find that I needed an extra. If I was okay. going to do like an inch or something, then, then I would. Okay. okay. In this case, the skirt, the, um, the skirt is a, the dress is a navy blue and I'm using navy blue serger and you just won't right. see it. It's, it's so, um, it matched really well. Yeah, no, I totally get that. That sounds amazing. I was thinking about flounces as I did this knit version of a dress that I've been playing with. I was considering, um, on a, on a sleeve that comes down to just below my elbow, Mm -hmm. putting a flounce on the end of it. And the only way I could think of to make the flounce was literally to use a circle skirt calculator for the opening on the end of my thing and then fold the fabric in quarters and cut it out, right? I see. And it sounds like there's maybe a better path for me. And that's much easier. Well, and that path I could very easily do, I think, in Illustrator. So I'm uh, thinking about it. Awesome. That's awesome. Your creative hinterlands class. That's a class I will end up taking though. I think it'll wait until I retire, but I'm very excited by the possibility. It's Mm -hmm. I'm really loving it. And the next one is the pin tuck dress. So super excited about that. Um, Do you have your twin needle and your pin tuck foot? (laughs) I don't have any of that. I haven't watched the video yet. So I don't know um, if they'll make you use those, but that's what I always used for doing pin tucks was a twin needle and a pin tuck foot. I hope so. I don't have to do a twin needle. I don't want to do a twin needle. It, so the nice thing about the twin needle in my experience was then it's just a tension setting to make it pull into the tuck. Oh, okay. So anyway, um, it's we okay. Shall you see. probably won't have to do it. I'm just saying that's that's the method I'd always used for it. That is so awesome. I'm so excited. Now, yeah. I feel like I'd really like to talk about new patterns. And the thing I'd most like your help with is how I too can experience bell bottoms. Are there any tips <laughs> out there that would help me do this? <laughs> yes. The new Daughter Judy Worship Jeans, um, they have, you can ha- you can choose a straight leg or a flare cut. And these are a rigid jeans pattern. Um, so um, they're slim fit through the hip and thigh, uh, but uh, they, they're meant for a heavier weight fabric and it's meant to break in with wear, which is not a great pattern for you because you won't wear it enough to break it in. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> that is true. 
<laughs> this is a nice design of a jeans pattern. I like Daughter Judy patterns. I made their uh, Adam's pant, really liked it. So um, I may consider these jeans. Uh, they look, I think it's a, it's a, it's a nice looking pattern. Yeah, I, I agree. It is. And I like the fact that it's got a flare and it's not too severe a flare, but it is, but it is a, a nice looking jean pattern. I agree with you. The problem for me is that I definitely wouldn't, <laughs> wouldn't wear them. It's sort of like my noise jeans, which I wear a couple times a year. So not quite enough to properly break them in, but because they're a rigid jean pattern as well. Um, yeah. But it's nice to see another contender in uh, rigid jeans for a larger body size. Do you remember what the hip goes through by any chance? I think it's, why don't you check? But I thought it was. I'm, yeah, like I'm pulling 67. it up now. I, I, I it, feel like it's a larger one, but I, I couldn't quite, um, couldn't quite remember. Um, and I'm trying to find the size chart. So I'm already irritated. Um <laughs> <laughs> because under size and fit, it says it's available in DD zero to 20 and JJ 16 to 34, which is not the same thing as telling me. <laughs> yeah, there's um, a. Um, huh. There's oh, sizing. Size. So I have to go down to the bottom and let's see. Uh, <laughs> hip 66 and a half. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, and I thought I'm, it was I'm glad 67. That it's there. I just I love it when I'm able to find it immediately on the page. You know what I yeah. mean? I get the yeah. more clicks I have to do, the more annoyed I am. But that's a good size range, so I'm going to forgive the click. Uh, okay, good. <laughs> Next up, it looks like we've got uh, up to a 63 inch hip, a an anorak, an orak. I always think it was anorak. Is that right? Anorak. Anorak from Closet Core. Um, it's called Kelly. It's newly upgraded. Yes. So this one, I'm really glad they upgraded this. This is a very, um, it's actually a pretty complicated pattern. Um, it's lightweight and it's unlined, although they sell a lining option that's just okay. a couple bucks more, which I bought. Um, it features a two-piece cuff sleeve, optional drawstring waist, gusseted flat pocket, and a zipper placket with snap buttons. It looks so nice and I think the reason I'd like to make this is that um, it just looks like something that you can't do at home. You know, it looks so. Um, oh yeah. And I already bought. Look, they sell. Uh, I they sell these Kelly Anorak hardware kits that have all that you need. And um, there's even a thing on the back that's like you can go to the QR code to learn how to put snaps in. Oh wow. So that's pretty cool. So anyway, it's really cool. I like yeah. the three piece hood and I like the gathered or drawstring waist on version A very much. Um, it reminds me of jackets I wore as a kid in Florida because, you know, we always thought we were cold in the winter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, why did you have that? I, um, <laughs> I think mine I, had fur around the hood too. <laughs> that's funny. So in version B, they don't have the hood on it, which I don't but they also don't have the drawstring waist. I think I would just do version A without the drawstring waist because I don't, I don't know. You can be a lot warmer with a drawstring waist, but I'm kind of looking at this to be more like um, wind and rain kind of thing and not so much a winter coat. Um, yeah. But I've got all my little fabrics here to choose from. I know. I'm so excited. I really wish I lived closer so I could share your fabrics with you. So to me, I picture B with the drawstring. So no hood, oh. but the, the stand-up collar, which I like. Well, uh, we actually do have rain here. So like, I like the hood. 
Yeah. Okay. I don't have hair, so I care less about the hood. <laughs> <laughs> well, you do have glasses. I mean, it's true. It's true. But I also have like a rag to wipe them off with. <laughs> um, okay. And-, <laughs> and I wanted to include also Itch to Stitch came out with a similar pattern just this week called yeah. the um, Winter Third Jacket. And it is very similar um, in that it's, yeah, it's very similar to that with the hood and the snaps and all that. And the, um, but it has options for cup sizes. It has options <laughs> for collar and three piece hood. It's fully lined. Uh, it has princess seams uh, to the shoulders. It has a back yoke, a cinch waist by drawstring on the inside, uh, yeah. which is kind of nice. And then um, it has uh, French patch pocket, front patch pockets and optional chest pockets, uh, front zipper with button flap, two piece long sleeve with adjustable buttons, uh, sleeve hem, and it is designed for non-stretch woven fabric. And this is an advanced pattern. Um, their, their sizing is a little different. They call it up to size 40, but it's a 62 inch hip. So it's essentially like a size 30 in most. Right. But, um, it's a, it's a nice pattern. It's just, it has good directions too. So it's another option. And I like the princess seaming to allow for different cup sizes as well. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Now by hand, London released something that I thought was really fascinating and I'm actually super excited by. Um, it is a draft it yourself pattern. And uh, the way they describe it is, of course, truly size inclusive because you're going to draft it based on your own measurements. But it is a bit more work up front. But given what you and I have been continually talking about for months on the program, this act of drafting through your own body, whether it's through adapting the hinterlands um, pattern or starting from an idea in your brain, there's a lot out there that could be really interesting if you draft it yourself. So they've offered on this first one, which I assume is a first, I think there'll be more patterns coming, um, a skirt that offers three different options. There's sort of a wrap skirt with a gathered or flounced hem on it. There's a, um, what I think is a gathered skirt, if I remember right. And then there's a tiered skirt that's gathered to a base though. I love that tiered skirt. Right. And it's, it's gathered to a base. So it's not tiers that are gathered yes. to each other. So yeah. And they're like all under there somewhere. You know? It's like three different circle skirt skirts, right? Right. Basically attached to a straight skirt. Yeah. Yes. Um, it's, it's really, really interesting. And I, I, I'm, I'm loving this idea. Um, I honestly, the first thing I saw and wanted to make is the sheer wrap skirt, which you don't have to make as a sheer one, but I love the <laughs> idea don't? of it in that sheer. I mean, I, I think the sheer is amazing and I don't think I'd wear it with a shorts version of a bodysuit, but I yeah. think if you had a cat suit that was like the length down to your ankles or mid calf and wore it with that, for me, that would be just a really elegant look. Um, yeah. to put together for a holiday party or something. And so I'm, I'm really intrigued by that one. And the last one um, is the fiber and cloth studio agave top and dress um, PDF uh, sewing pattern. And um, it is like a camp style collar shirt. Um, pretty simple there, um, but also made into a dress. And um, I thought that it was a really nice pattern. It just came out. The back has uh, is gathered below the yoke. 
Um, and there's many versions on uh, her website that it, it just looks really nice. I, I think it'll be really good. And the max size on that is a hip of 64 inches. And the, the thing that's always stunning to me about these, um, these garments that are made by um, Fiber and Cloth Studio is how not low waist they look. Yeah. Yeah. And, and yet <laughs> they continue to have those amazing low waist features, which I just, it's stunning to me that, that they can, that they're also so lovely in that way. They just don't look, they don't look boxy basically. Yeah. So this is not one of their, um, Oh, screw. I'll take so that I, I've gone down the wrong path. But um, this is the last pattern that they're going to be issuing that's not like a zero or low waist pattern. See, I just assumed it had to be low waist because it's them. Anyway, it is it is super cute. I think it's yeah. a, a really adorable pattern. Yeah. Um, I really like it. It's it's a nice base for um, some things I'd like to... St- I, I really like it. I really... I think that especially the shirt version, the dress version, I think I could do some some things with. So uh, I really like it. Okay. Okay, wait. I want to roll back to the low waist thing. Um, so <laughs> I understand it's not a low waist pattern, but I'd, I never noticed previously that there's a waist rating on the on the pattern page if you go and look at it. And it says, this one's three stars. This pattern has an average amount of waist, which can be turned into alternate alternate scrap projects or be lessened by changing the cutting layout and that's the same of all patterns pretty much i like that though as a feature yeah of a pattern page description yeah because that is not a standard pattern page description and if you, know you go I mean? to the um the iris blouse um which again does not look like a low waist pattern it right. has a fabric race rating of 5 stars which this pattern has negligible to no waist right and i think i think and that's that w a s t e yeah <laughs> no scrap it's a low scrap project <laughs> and i i really really appreciate that as a concept on a pattern page. Yep. Because there are definitely patterns where no matter how creatively I try and cut them out, I end up with a bunch of not usable for another garment waste. Yeah. Where there, there may not even be a way that I can effectively, I mean, sometimes I can use it for facings on something else or bias tape or things like that. But there's, there are a lot of things that I cut out at my size where I end up with a significant amount of waste in part because I have to have more length of fabric to get what I need, but I'm not necessarily taking up enough of the width of the fabric at that right. point. Yeah. And it's, I, I like that. So I'd never noticed that before. And I, I love it. I love yeah. that as a description on a page. I hope more pattern makers pay attention to that and add it. I think it's a really neat, neat way to think about sustainability. <clears throat> Anyway, sorry for the tangent on that. Um, That's okay. <laughs> but so, I, I was impressed. <laughs> next up is this month's theme. Jenny, do you remember what this month's theme is? I do now. <laughs> PF Pajama Party, which, by the way, sounds like we should definitely host an online event sometime during the month of December. Um, 
And I should wear pajamas that are not see-through. So that feels important <laughs> at this point to note. But it is, it is a it is a wonderful theme for just really thinking sort of cozy and family and not going out in the snow and things like that. But on the other side of the world, um, it might be more of a cozy and snuggling in with someone while watching television or playing cards or doing something else, but not necessarily flannel cozy. Yes. More of a cotton lawn cozy or something similar. So what are your thoughts? What are you going to do? I'm really excited. So I bought, I'm going to show Jenny. (laughs) Oh my God. I, that, that is not what I would have expected you to have bought. Is this to make for you? Yes. What, what do I not understand about you? (laughs) This is for my PJs. This is, this is flannel. It is, um, it's very nice quality. It's very nice quality flannel. It is, um, yarn dyed and there's orange. I put orange and purple and Navy, but it's really orange and Navy in different ways. I think like how they come together or maybe there's black. Yeah. I think there's black in there as well. It is, it is gorgeous, but it looks, it doesn't remind me of you immediately. Now, part of that is on my screen. It looks like it's purple, green, and orange. Yeah, it's not green, really. I don't know. It's <laughs> I don't think your screen is that far off. But it's um. Anyways, it is a lovely, but it's for PJs. It's not for wearing out of the house, really. Um, but I'm I'm deciding on what pattern I want, and I think that I'm going to use um like a. I, okay, so when I wear PJs around the house, like I can wear, I, I'd like them to be like not, I don't like total all the way down to my ankle length. Right. Um, so I'll probably make like a cropped, a little bit wide leg uh, pants, elastic waist, of course. And then a um, the top, I'm thinking of making just like a, like an Elizabeth Suzanne Georgia top or some kind of oh, wow. like, yeah. like just, just very simple boxy top, I think is, uh, would be cute with it. So I'm, I'm working with that. That's what I think I'm going to make. It is. I mean, it is cute as pie. I love that fabric. It is yeah. It's just a, a beautiful, beautiful piece of fabric. I think for me, it's, I mean, obviously garbage flannel, um, all flannel, garbage flannel, but, but um, I do prefer the yarn dyed because I do, <laughs> you know, one of the worst parts about flannel is how the printing is always super not on grain, yeah. which is part of what leads to its reputation as garbage flannel. But um, yarn dyed solves that problem beautifully. Well, so are we going to be applying our usual, very strict standards of what we allow for this? Oh, obviously, if you're not exactly making what Beverly just described, (laughs) we're definitely going to include you. No, there's no strict standard here at all. Um, There's lots and lots of things that will definitely count. And essentially, we want you to tell us that what you made, you believe counts, because if you think it, it does. It's really that simple. (laughs) And this will work well for me because I don't have a pajama plan. I'm not a pajama person and I don't quite know what I'm going to do. I do have a favorite pair of slippers. So maybe I'll make something to go with that. Yeah. (laughs) Well, if your pajamas are t-shirts, that counts too. You could make a new t-shirt. If you have, if you make PJs for someone else, you're nicer than we are and your gift counts. Um, (laughs) 
<laughs> if you if you make what we refer to in the sewing community as secret pajamas, that could count. Um, yeah. And, you know, we all like secret pajamas. And then, um, as always, if you made something previously that you want um, to share, you can do that, too. You do not have to make a new gift, a new um a new item, a garment, you can just share something else. Because we know December especially is a really busy month. Yeah, and that's that's wonderful. It's really nice to make all of those available as options. And I appreciate it when I see someone who's posted something from the past that they've tossed in there because they want to be a part of the group. They want to participate. They want to help us spread the word about the um, the opportunity you have to win with us, but don't necessarily have the time, the inclination, the energy, or whatever, the bandwidth to be able to sew something in the current month. So that's always exciting to me. I expect that I'm going to focus on the secret pajamas part of our theme. Because I'm not as much a pajama person. I um I don't wear them. I mean they're, and they're you don't wear where... loungewear either. Like yeah, you don't no, like, I really like... don't. Like right now um I am wearing a, a, a t-shirt. I made this t-shirt. It's a stretchy t-shirt and then some like yoga pants. And Jenny is wearing a brand new dress. So yeah, I'm wearing a, a brand new dress, <laughs> but it's really soft and cozy and comfy. So it would be secret pajamas for me. That's true. Um, I'm just, I'm not a, I'm not a pajama person. Sometimes when I like for me, when I come home from work, if I was thinking loungewear, um, I typically will put on my slippers and that's what I define as loungewear. So occasionally I'll go ahead and switch my dress out for something like the Scirocco jumpsuit um, oh. that uh, Deer and Doe, I have to remember to do it in the right order, Deer and Doe patterns make. So that's mm-hmm. one that I consider secret pajamas that I can wear. Like I can wear that to work, but yeah. I can also come home and just bum around in it. It's perfect for that. Um, and if I'm not doing that, it's, it's, in the summer, I just, I just take off what I'm wearing and put on a t-shirt and, yeah. and wear my underwear with it. And that's my entire, it's like, we call it pretty much pantsless. Like we come home and we're pantsless. So we know we're not going out again in front of the television in our, in our t-shirts and underwear. Um, so things like that might work for me from a pajama perspective. Um, but secret pajamas are my favorite thing. Something I can wear to work where when I come home, I'm not even thinking about getting out of the outfit because it's fine. I feel super comfy in it. And I'm just going to slide into my slippers, which I wear. They're shearling slippers, but I wear them year round (laughs) because, because I just like my feet to feel cozy. I will say somebody now I'm trying to remember who one of the stores that I follow released a brand new slipper pattern. Um, and that might be something that I do. Yeah, I saw that. That was, uh, I think, Fancy Tiger Crafts. I was thinking it might be Fancy Tiger Craft. They've got like yes. a, a lookbook for the winter or something like that. Yes. And there was um, there was some knitted stuff in it, but there was also these slippers. Yep. They, they have, yeah. Those slippers, they look really cute. They have even batting in them, like you would yeah. quilt it or something. Yeah. Yeah. And so for me, Something like that, that I can just slide into when I come home from work. That's sort of my equivalent of pajamas, right? Yeah. And that counts totally. So, well, good. I'm glad that I'm able to stretch the rules enough to be able to participate. That'll be really exciting. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, um, if you want to sponsor our, um, 
our podcast, you can just DM us our punk rockers account at, in Instagram. And all you have to do is provide something that's available worldwide, like a PDF that'll work. And we'll talk about your product all month long. We do want to remind you to rate and review us on your favorite podcaster. It's a great way to help make sure other people are able to find us. And finally, join our Patreon. We'd love to have you as a supporting member of the podcast. We have three different levels you can join at. One that's an opportunity to support, but doesn't carry with it any benefit except the warmth in your heart, knowing you're supporting a podcast that's um, out there making sewing, we hope, a larger, wider, more accepting community. Um, You can also sponsor at the Friends with Benefits level, which gets you an extra episode each month, or the Friends with Gifts level, which gets you that extra episode and a prize at least once a year. Um, And we appreciate you, uh, whether you sponsor us through our Patreon or not. We appreciate that you took the time to listen. We love it when you participate. And we really enjoy seeing your messages, comments on our posts, as well as in our DMs. So thank you so much. And we will... See See you next next Tuesday. Tuesday. The Punk Frockers is created, produced, and edited by Beverly Baptiste and Jenny Hassler. On Instagram, you can find the podcast at Punk Frockers. You can find Jenny at J.O. Hassler and Beverly at Weeds to Wildflowers. Our artwork and music is created and performed by Jim Duran. You can find him on Instagram and his website at jimduran.art.